0: Kathy. And I'm Christy. And this is Game of Books, where two mystery writers share a love of food, wine, and mysteries.
1: Welcome to all of our mysterious foodies out there. Hope you're enjoying these podcasts as much as we are. This is Lucky Number
0: 7. And it's a holiday episode for all of our MFs. Yay! Hanukkah. Yay! Hanukkah may be over now, but that doesn't mean we have to stop celebrating. Oh, of course not. (laughs) Nope. You can still open a bottle of wine with us as we get ready for Christmas, right?
1: Yes, I'm sure all my Jewish friends will do that. (laughs) All right, so um, I think the wine you chose this time seems like a very good celebrating wine, as a matter of fact. Um, I know I have a lot of food in my book this week for family ideas and get-togethers, but um, this wine seems very celebratory, celebratory. Okay, I'm not even going to try to say it. Celebratory. <laughs> so would you like to tell everybody what wine you've chosen?
0: Okay, so I agree with you, by the way, that this is kind of a festive wine. It is the Cupcake Sparkling Rosé. Ooh. Yes, and it is, I have to say, a beautiful bottle of wine. It is. I've had it around for a couple of days, and I think everyone who's been in my house has commented, oh, that's really pretty, you know, because the color is just... right quite lovely and yeah so so we do have to keep in our rules i should remind everybody that we are we have to have a wine that we can both find in south dakota and south florida and it has to be under twenty dollars and so let's take a sip of this cupcake sparkling rosé and all right oh i
1: gotta tell you it doesn't even taste like wine to me it tastes like um I don't know. It's with the bubbles and everything. It takes tastes sort of mm-hmm. like soda or something.
0: Like it's very effervescent. <laughs> I did. Um, oh, I did just add some ice to mine, and that kind of calmed down the effervescence. Ooh. I'm going to use that word again today, yes. if I can. But
1: <laughs> we're using lots of big words today. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. But it's it is very very it's a very fresh yes and it's and and you know what
1: i i was not expecting to like this again it's so funny (laughs) we
0: keep doing well because i know
1: i you know i'm i'm always trying to find a rosé that i kind of like but for some reason rosés usually have like um i don't know they have too much of an aftertaste to me or something i don't even know how to describe it but this one doesn't this one seems very smooth afterwards and and the bubbles are fun
0: I don't think I've ever had a sparkling rosé.
1: That could okay. be reason why I've never
0: really liked rosés. <laughs> maybe I need the sparkle. Well, may, may, maybe maybe you need a yeah. little sparkle. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about this this vineyard, this Cupcake Vineyards. Okay. I had had other varieties from this the same. I've brand. heard of Cupcake. Have you ever had any other?
1: Yeah, I have heard of it, but I yeah. I didn't know anything about it. Now I'm looking at this and I'm seeing that it's from Italy, so that's interesting. Is mm-hmm. it all Cupcake?
0: It is, no, it's not. This particular variety, I believe, is an Italian grape, but it is a um, very cool website. If you go to their website, mm-hmm. um, this Cupcake uh, Vineyards, it's a very vibrant and fresh kind of looking website. Very cool. It's um, yellow, and it just looks kind of fun, I would say. hmm and the head winemaker, or the winemaker, I guess they have listed, her name is Jessica Tomei. Oh. And I would say she's a young uh, woman who looks very fun to be around. Wow. And I would love to talk to her sometime. Now, I really, is she the it, owner, she, was, or is
1: she the winemaker, or is there a difference?
0: Well, they call her the, I don't know. I didn't um, find anything further than they have her listed as the winemaker. Mm-hmm. I would assume they have other investors. Right. This is a pretty sizable operation i mean they have a lot of varieties Mm -hmm. um but she lists her own background as from italian and greek backgrounds lots of vineyards and her you know history has worked in a lot of different variety of places on vineyards just really interesting and they kind of their um i guess label on the on the uh, website is delicious wines for those who choose joy and i thought oh that's i me, know, me too <laughs> perfect that's me. yeah yeah so the um the sparkling rose they say has a raspberry and strawberry flavor with delicate floral notes so now with that try it again and see what you think
1: that's what it raspberry. is it tastes like strawberries right? you... to me that's what mm-hmm. i was trying to get at i was like i don't know what oh, it is it doesn't oh. taste like wine because it tastes more strawberry isn't Ooh. that interesting
0: And they also add that it's great for a post-workout brunch, (laughs) which I just thought was awesome. (laughs) Just go and undo everything you just did, (laughs) but enjoy our... But but I have to... I will fully uh, claim that I have participated in such behavior, so... Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so it's kind of a a fun... I like it. It's a fun bottle of wine. I can see it being a nice gift, too, to bring to people, just because it's so pretty. yeah, and
1: I think everybody would like it because lovely. it tastes like strawberries.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I agree. So that's the wine. Well, thank you. I like the choice. Yeah, yeah. Thanks.
1: And I can't wait to hear about your uh, your book that goes along with it. We'll have to see.
0: Well, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah.
1: So I was thinking, you know, you know how we always have these crazy coincidences between South Dakota and South Florida. I mean. You wouldn't think so, but we do. It's like we have these we do. weirdly parallel lives. And um, mm-hmm. even though we're 2,000 miles apart. So <laughs> I was kind of wondering about Christmas traditions. Um, mm. I did. Yeah, I saw something on um, actually, actually today online when I there was one of these article things that, um, well, it's just really like a series of lists, like pictures with lists. And it said, mm-hmm. and it was asking about. Or it was giving the top holiday meal um, choice or dish for each okay. state.
0: Oh, interesting. I know.
1: So I'm not going to tell you, but, but I would love to hear if you have any, what your like, oh. traditions are for Christmas Eve and Christmas meal, if you have any, and, and what you guys usually do. And we can see how different ours
0: are. Okay. And then I want to hear what the one from I know I want to, I, I, I'm, uh,
1: okay. that's why I want to hear what your dishes are first. Okay.
0: Well, so we're probably not not very traditional on Christmas Eve. We've always gathered traditionally with my parents and my sister and her family. Mm-hmm. But we used to. My parents have recently moved in the last couple of years. But when they had their um, initial house, they had a beautiful fireplace. And we would literally every single Christmas Eve roast hot dogs in the fireplace. Oh my <laughs> gosh, that's so cute! Oh, I and love it that. Was such a important tradition, and they they no longer have a wood burning fireplace in their home, and so we've kind of been struggling in the last few years to re- to replicate that feeling. Can't you still do and that, that so, on a gas one though? <laughs> well, no, because there's you know glass in the front of it oh oh okay i don't know you you guys probably don't have very many fireplaces in florida no
1: we don't i have one but mine is electric and it's fake you know so
0: (laughs) that's awesome so um so we still gather on christmas eve but we we do not do that very fun tradition and then um so I want to hear what you do on Christmas Eve, and then we'll go to Christmas Day.
1: Okay, Christmas Eve that has also changed over the years. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I traditionally I would like I would like to you know make like seafood. I think usually.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so the seven dishes, the
1: now yeah, I didn't go that far. I have a friend who <laughs> would do that, and I've gone to her house a few times when she would do it. She'd have it in her backyard because you know down here it's because <laughs> you
0: can do that we can't <laughs> so do she'd that set here. up tents
1: in the backyard and have like the neighbors come over and she oh, do wow. yeah because she's real italian and she's a real good cook and stuff and then um and then lately the past couple of years we've been going to another friend of mine um who is a um parent that is also her son is friends with my son so we would go Mm -hmm. over there and they also are italian but they don't do the traditional seven dishes seven seafood dishes they um they do a ton of food as per most italian meals (laughs) but um the main thing is like a beef tenderloin
0: okay but you
1: know there's shrimp there's all kinds of stuff and that is always a lot of fun um and you know but it goes quite late for me (laughs) and i live farther away so this i don't know how many more years we might do that but that's usually what we do now
0: Mm -hmm. that sounds very festive but the late thing though on christmas eve i can't i can't imagine trying to stay up late on christmas eve and then do the christmas morning thing
1: right and when the kids were little you know of course um you know, we didn't we didn't go out at all. We either had people over, you know, and had our own meals. But as they got mm-hmm. older, and you know, it was, it was just, kind of like, oh, let's go have fun. And so then then people would come over to our house on Christmas Day. So kind of okay. trade off that way. But.
0: So on Christmas morning, we have a that's we've got a pretty strict tradition, and it's just with our initial family of four right now. Mm-hmm. And we have, um, you know, breakfast. Kind of by the um, by the tree while we're unwrapping presents, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> I have a good story. Okay. The first year, um, my husband and I got married twenty five mm-hmm. years ago. Okay. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, congratulations! <yeah, laughs> that's amazing. Really, that's great. I thought I would be when I was all of you know the ripe old age of twenty three. I got married very young. Mm-hmm. I thought I would be you know Betty homemaker. And make this Christmas morning casserole. I'd gotten this beautiful cookbook for my wedding. And, mm-hmm. and I wanted to make this Christmas casserole, or not casserole, coffee cake. A Christmas coffee oh, cake. Okay. From this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm laughing okay. and I don't even know why yet. I can just imagine. I, I
0: I must have been making something else. I can't remember because it was 25 years ago. But I took the, the coffee cake out of the oven. Mm-hmm. And I had left a burner on. And I happen to be wearing my husband is I'm not very tall as you recall. <laughs> and my husband is considerably taller than I am. <laughs> He's like a foot taller than I am. And I happen to be wearing one of his long sleeve T shirts. Why, I have no idea, but it was enormous and this huge sleeve batting and it brushed across this burner that was on and I lit myself on. Oh fire. my gosh. Oh my gosh! Are you laughing? I survived. Like Obviously, I, it's survived. It's hilarious. I'm fine. I didn't even get burned. It was hilarious. Oh, God. But that was my first attempt at making this, and then out of just sheer, sheer stubborn will, mm-hmm. I've made that every year since, oh. just to prove to myself that I can't, I can do it without lighting myself on fire. Yeah. So that's so. Part what of kind our of hearing. coffee cake is it? It's actually quite delicious. It's ginger and um, apples. Ooh, it's very good, actually. Yum. The funny thing is hardly anybody eats it, but I just make it out of just pure, (laughs) out of principle. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Well, I kind of do that. I have a, um, I have a cake that I do for Christmas day and it's a Yule log.
0: Oh, beautiful.
1: Yes. And, um, but I've gotten a little bit of ribbing over the years, but it tastes (laughs) delicious. I mean, it's just decadent, you know, it's chocolate and Mm -hmm. it has coffee in it and, um, but it sometimes doesn't look as attractive as it should Uh, you know I'm not one to get out like kind of you know those pastries um bags where you put everything out so sometimes it'll just be like a glob of a log shaped glob but it tastes really good
0: you are going to love my mystery selection this week now just recall that comment okay (laughs) this is awesome Oh, yay. Okay, so tell me, what did it say about the traditions from each of our states? It said, well, wait, first, you didn't tell me
1: what you have on Christmas dinner, or do you have a Christmas dinner? Oh,
0: so sorry. So we have this uh, Christmas morning, we are just home, the four of us together, Mm -hmm. and then in the afternoon, my whole extended family gathers at my house, and we just do appetizers. Everyone brings whatever they want to bring. Oh, okay. Because by then, I'm so exhausted that I can barely even function. (laughs) I've had this um, cupcake sparkling rosé with my breakfast, and so <laughs> exactly, you know, um, yeah. No, I do. We we do have mimosas every Christmas morning. My husband and I do. So. Mm-hmm. I think I, I anyway. think I like to have a bloody mary. Oh, he does. My husband likes that. As yeah, well.
1: and then like, yeah. and I'll do the same thing like a brunch, but it'll be more like you know an egg casserole or something. I like that yes. kind of stuff. So that something it's kind of an late, advance. and then mm-hmm. and then dinner's kind of early. But I usually. Um, I've been doing like a prime rib for, oh, you have? a while, like I don't know the past ten years at least or something. Uh, I just know, love it. You know, it's so
0: easy to make and it tastes so good. Is it? I've I've never made one, and I think my family would love that. Oh, well, I might it's have to easy. talk to you about that. Yeah, well, Is
1: definitely. It? Yeah, there's okay. there's a d- bunch of different ways you can do it, but I mean, it's it's pretty easy. You know, it's
0: hmm. and it always tastes good. You just have well, to. since I'm in charge. I can change whatever I want. So I might yeah. have to be. Yeah, that I can be, have to you know, talk to you about that. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> That'll go good with appetizers. Or, or I'll fly down to South Florida and we'll exactly, be there Exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right. Oh, oh, yeah, so so the state. what did they
0: say? Yeah. Um, sorry. I can't <laughs> Take be A big drink of that. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, it said that Florida, our side dish was cranberry sauce for Christmas. Yeah, I just said holiday, but I mean, it, okay. t- I read yeah. it today. It's surprising a little bit to me, but they said that it's really big on the orange part of it, because I guess you, you, oh, you know, because we sure. have the oranges and stuff. Yeah. I've never been a cranberry sauce person, but I, I was looking at an appetizer earlier today about that had cranberry, leftover cranberry sauce in it. So maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll embrace it a little bit.
0: Hmm, and, um,
1: and South Dakota was ham.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's pretty common. Yeah. A lot of hands, a lot of meat eaters in South Dakota.
1: Yeah. it's It did say that it was, you know, when they made the comment on it, they said they were surprised that more states wasn't, you know, because it seems like it's yeah. such a tra- tra- traditional thing. But yeah. This cupcake yeah. Um, bubbles are messing with my tongue, I think.
0: I'm having a little trouble. You know, <laughs> it, I, I'm not sure I love the, the bubbles. I'm not sure now that I've had. The the ice helped. Yeah, Bubbles and I weren't getting along. <laughs> they were a little too effervescent. See how I did that the yeah. third time. Okay, so so all right. um, so do you open all your presents on Christmas morning? Um, we do a combination, I guess. My uh, immediate family, Clayton and the girls and I, do uh, a couple presents early on Christmas Eve day. Used to their oh. games and puzzles, and that's mm-hmm. how we spend the afternoon playing those. Mm-hmm. And we open up our matching pajamas that day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and um and then I expect christmas... pictures on that this year Oh yeah we've been doing it for a long time that's pretty hideous but um and then christmas eve night we do exchange gifts with my extended family mm-hmm. but then christmas morning we do just our immediate family of you know the regular whatever santa brings. stuff whatever santa brings a few things for each other that mm-hmm. kind of thing how about you guys
1: um. Yeah, we do it all Christmas morning, um, except we usually would say, okay, you can open one the night before.
0: <laughs> I remember that from growing up. It yeah. was big to pick. Did yep. you let them pick? Yeah. Or choose? Yeah, that's yeah. big.
1: But then, you know, I mean, it wasn't the big, the great stuff because Santa brings that, you know, so. Oh,
0: yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. <laughs> anyway. well, we could talk about that all day. I love hearing, I love hearing I about the other people's traditions and what they do.
1: Yep. So too. fun. Anyway, um, so I'm going to have another quick sip while you are having a quick sip now, hopefully, because I
0: want to hear about your story. Okay, I'm very excited about this because I chose a Christmas-themed mystery. Really? I chose, yes, I have never read, you know, a holiday-themed, this is a cozy mystery. Okay. And um, this is called A Very Merry murder. Ooh. And it is, is by Mary Angela, mm-hmm. and she is a writer from South Dakota. Wow, that's so yeah. neat. Good. So it, was, it really appealed to me because um, she's actually a friend of a friend. I've never met her before, uh-huh. but um, another friend of mine had mentioned to her to me a couple years ago when she had her first book published. Mm-hmm. They were actually in a writer's group together, I believe, and... Um, this is her third book in this cozy series, mm-hmm. and the series is called A Professor Prather Mystery, mm-hmm. and that's what her, um, so her main character is a professor, an English professor at a university in, in South Dakota. Okay. It's in a fictitional South Dakota town, Cool, but her name is Professor Emmeline Prather, which I just. Yeah, that's an unusual thing. I think it's name. so. It is. And I thought, oh, I would love to ask her. So if we ever get a chance to talk to Mary Angela, I would love to ask her where she got her main character's name. Mm-hmm. So I was really interested in reading it for today's podcast, just because it's a Christmas theme mystery, a cozy. We hadn't done a cozy really yet. Right. And um, a South Dakota writer in a South Dakota fictional town. So I thought this is the perfect one for me.
1: Yes, I think it is. I And I just, yeah. I'm just going to give you a little hint. Great minds think alike is all I'm going to say. But. Oh, well, this is perfect.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before I, should I tell you about the book, the food or the summary of the book first? Um, I think I'll tell you. Whichever you, you want. You tell me. No, you want. Okay, I'm going to give you the quick summary. Okay, yeah. So, um, so this woman is the main character is a professor at, at an English professor at a college. Mm-hmm. So it's the end of the semester, all the hubbub, right, leading up to the holidays and and um, all the busyness that goes on in college campuses. And she has a colleague in her English department who she kind of has a on again, off again romance with, right? Which is a traditional cozy element. Of okay, see that, in this is
1: good that you're telling me this too because I'm yeah I had a lot of questions about cozies, you know, so okay.
0: Yeah, so so the um, story brings her and her colleague, we'll call him for now, um, to a bed and breakfast called the Candlelight Inn. And it is very festive and, you know, just lots of description on on the decorations. Oh, that sounds
1: so nice. It
0: is a very, very... Com- comfy read, you know. Now, is it's it in of, South Dakota? The um, the bed it is. and breakfast too. Okay, cool. It is. It's in this fictitional town called Copper Bluff, which I can. I, I would also like to ask her where she kind of based her fictional town off of. I can see it being honestly based off of my hometown because it's, there are a lot of elements that remind me. Oh, of Oh, cool. That would be interesting. Yeah. So her, her um, colleague. Uh, has been invited to play with this um, visiting group of musicians. They're visiting from um, another state, Minnesota, and they're visiting the college. And so she's at this little bed and breakfast with everybody with all this, this little quartet. And they're oh, okay. getting ready for a concert, a holiday concert. So it's very holiday themed. Yes. And one of the members of the quartet <clears throat> starts acting kind of aggressive and not uh, not very kind and polite towards her and um he really comes on strong in an, ag- an aggressive way and she shoves him away from her and he promptly falls and dies <laughs> oh my gosh i sorry i just laughed after the death part i know i'm so sorry but
1: <laughs> i know i know it's it is it's yeah. funny and i'm thinking oh yeah. my gosh yeah. this is right. i didn't know that cozy protagonists were
0: also murderers you know well she wasn't she had to make that's what the whole rest oh, of the book okay. is so she had to prove Prove herself innocent. I see, and um, so it's a really fun read. Mm-hmm. It's got all these great cozy elements. You know, there's nothing violent. There's no like. Oh him well, falling. that sounds there's a little
1: a... violent. Well, there's no blood. Okay, no yeah, bore. they don't really talk about the
0: blood. That's true. Nope, he falls, and it's you know, it's it's pretty uh, tame compared to other scenes and other books. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of description, and the characters are fun and quirky. And, you know, she's an amateur sleuth now. This is her third book, this professor. And she keeps solving all these mysteries, mm-hmm. you know, much to the disdain of her department chair and the police captain and <laughs> you know, all that. And um, and it's in a small town. There's a little romance. So it's really a fun read. And I really enjoyed the Christmas piece of it. That surprised oh, me how fun that was. Yeah. So that was really fun. Yeah. That sounds like a so, good, like, gift for somebody, too, you know. Yeah. I think so. And the one of the actually the first scene of the book, uh, she's home and she's decorating her house for the holidays. I believe grading papers as English teachers always <laughs> have to, do. and um, she's making Christmas uh, cutout cookies like sugar cookies, mm-hmm. and she stinks at it. Okay. <laughs> she kind of sucks. <laughs> she's a woman and, after my own heart, correct? Yeah, yes. and I, I'm not a baker. Is this a, is true, right? And so, what in her her kind of uh, pretend not pretentious but her her older neighbor who knows much more about baking mm-hmm. you know informs her that you have to chill the dough if you're going to make them hold their shape oh. and so the the reason i chose our sparkling rosé is that is supposed to be a good pairing for sugar cookies
1: you know i can see that because it's a little I can strawberry too. with the sugar cookies
0: yeah i can too I can, too. Ooh. And so I was. Just, I have made already two or three batches of cut-out sugar cookies with my children this year. So and are you I having them, them right me. now
1: while you're... You I'm not, be. because
0: we're
1: all out. <laughs> oh, they ate <laughs> them all
0: already. <laughs> yes. Yeah, not only they, but, um, <laughs> but I will tell you that the whole chilling the dough thing is an actual thing. Okay. I mean, that they... I'll because, trust
1: you on that because I live yes. in Florida and I can't bake anything, so it must just be too hot down here. <laughs> Maybe
0: it is. Well, so here's I. If this might be going a little too far, but I we have <laughs> we've tried two different methods for chilling dough. Mm-hmm. You can make the dough, put it in a little ball, you know, and then put it in the fridge or freezer. Mm-hmm. That's one method. But my preferred method is you make the dough and you roll it out, mm-hmm. either on parchment or like one of those Silpat, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I know what you're mats. talking about. And then you put that in the fridge oh. and then you can, so anyway, that's my tip. Okay. Professor Prather would have known that and her cookies would have turned out much
1: better. <laughs> oh my, I'm glad I know so that anyway. too, in case I decide to make sugar
0: cookies, which probably would <laughs> so be So that was there. my book for the week, A Very Merry Murder, which is well, a great book. Yeah. yeah. So I'm anxious to hear about yours now.
1: Okay. Well, mine is called Trimmed to Death.
0: And it is
1: also a cozy.
0: Oh, my goodness. Perfect. I know.
1: Isn't that funny? And it's by Nancy mm-hmm. Cohen, who is a local South Floridian.
0: And oh, my goodness. the book
1: is set in South Florida. And um, I know. Christy,
0: this is where we have to tell all of our MFs. This is what happens to us all the time. I know. Is that we have...
1: We oh, totally yes, we, did not plan this. This was totally really, unplanned.
0: Really, yeah, we we intentionally keep the books and the everything from each other before we do this. So I that's know. hilarious. I know. Okay, let's so. Yeah, I'm so, to hear about it. Trim, so when you, you were meant.
1: saying that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is hysterical. Okay. So I'll tell you a little bit about it. Um, it's it's num it's book number fifteen in the Bad Hair Day Mysteries. Okay. okay, and so it's a savvy hairstylist, an amateur sleuth, Martha Vale. And in this book, she enters a charity bake-off contest, which again is funny because, you know, I'm <laughs> not a baker, at the fall festival harvest. And, okay. um, and so while she's waiting to see if her coconut fudge pie is a winner oh
0: my goodness coconut fudge (laughs) yes
1: she joins a scavenger hunt where people are playing character roles and they're the they're the targets you know you have to find them and then um instead of scoring point and this is how this is how they describe it instead of scoring points with a live person she finds a dead body planted face down in the strawberry field
0: Again, I'm laughing at the death part. I'm so I know. Sorry. <laughs> I am
1: too, because it just yeah. you know. I don't know. That's awesome. And I think that's a that, that is how cozies are. I mean, they're like mm-hmm. they're like like you said. They're not they're not too bad. So so the whole thing is you know her trying to um, figure out. Who was the murderer? And then there's another murder, and there's oh my gosh, this one had so many twists and turns that I I was losing track, and I and I and it could be because it is book fifteen, mm-hmm. and somehow I think that uh, and that's what I wanted to ask you about because I know you are writing a cozy, and you've um, actually you know Nancy Cohen, she's the one. She also, in addition to all these cozy mysteries that she does, she also wrote um, a book that was. It's a how to on how to write cozy. How to
0: write a cozy mystery. Yeah, it's writing a my cozy collection. mystery. Okay. So, I actually have that book, and I did not realize <laughs> that that's who, yeah. Yeah. I have that book.
1: Well, her second edition just came out last month. Do you have that one? mm Mm-mm. Okay. Well, there's seven more chapters, so I don't know. Oh, my that
0: goodness. Might, I know. Of I all might have of to stuff. add that to my collection. Or, yeah. or your Christmas I... list or something, you know. There you go. <laughs> that's, yeah. You know, the cozy is. Um, I'm new to the cozy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's I've just that's what I was working on on, on um, NaNoWriMo. Right. Um, I definitely have read many more of the traditional or hard-boiled mysteries. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm interested in this cozy world. It's,
1: yeah, it's... I just don't. I, you know, I I just like you said, like when you said, oh, well, there's a romance. And I know that there's there's sort of a formula to it, I guess. But um, but I found it it was just like um I felt like it was like a soap opera. Hmm, Okay. And I know that they have massive followers that, you know, voraciously work through these. And so, and I think it's like that, like a soap opera, like you want to know what's going to happen to these people and they don't go into as much of just how that, how it relates to the mystery or their flaw, like a, like, like you said, the traditional mysteries and thrillers. It you know it goes into their lifestyle and you know they talk about going to dinner and
0: <laughs> you know yeah lots it, of details yeah
1: yeah and yeah. and so this one I mean this was so a and I always thought they were really short but I think this I don't know I read it on my Kindle but um, it seemed it seemed like it had a lot of information a lot of chapters a lot of twists and turns. But let me tell you some of the food things because yes, this, this is book fun. was full of food, obviously, if it starts out with a bake-off contest. <laughs> um, and at the end of the book, there's all these recipes.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: So um, I'll just read off the recipes. Mushroom pie, chicken cacciatore, chicken tenderloins, eggplant rollatini, vegetable gumbo, apple rum cake, cholo- chocolate Kahlua cake, coconut fudge cake, lemon bread pudding, and peach cobbler.
0: Those were all in the book.
1: Those are all bonus recipes at the end, and they and then of course some of them are used in the book too. You know, they're served at different times, and um, you know all the desserts were at the bake off contest. Wow! But um, but I found it interesting um, because it is local to here. They did go to a restaurant because the pastry chef was like one of the suspects, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of suspects. I couldn't keep track of all the suspects and, um, and they described the menu as eclectic menu. So here's the description of their appetizers, crawfish cocktail, conch fritters, gator bites, and deviled crabs. Now, I don't know how that sounds to somebody in South Dakota, but to <laughs> me, that sounded pretty good. <laughs>
0: just what i would normally order here and when i go out for sure really but these no.
1: characters these characters are oh no you're joking no, I okay, got you i'm like going gear. i've ordered all those things what are you kidding i mean I've my kids come had, to town and they are like when are we going to get gator mom you know i've never so.
0: had gator as you say i've never <laughs> ever had that <laughs> Well, they
1: didn't think it was so good either. Her and her (laughs) husband, who's, her husband is a, so she's a hairdresser and her husband's a policeman.
0: Okay. And I imagine
1: somewhere in the 15 books, you know, 14 preceding books, I think she probably met him and, you know, married and everything because it's, you know, um, but some of the other, then they were like, okay, well, let's just get a salad. And so then they start describing the salads and it's like the Sunray salad, which they said, ugh to was, And this did sound a little strange, was oranges, onions, and cream cheese balls. Ew. I was like, yeah, that got me with that cream cheese balls. I was like... And the other ones were like jellied lime salad with papaya, fish rounds and avocado shells, spiced tongue. Now that... See, I'm not into that. Um, (laughs) Tossed greens with conch bites. I could do that.
0: That's a very... um eclectic menu as you say that's that's i know and then the
1: dinner they they chose the grouper creole but um they the choices that they were said no to were crawfish enchilada which again i like crawfish so i could i could do that but then sweetbreads supreme or kidney stew
0: oh my goodness we are using (laughs) we are using a lot of innards (laughs)
1: yeah i was like gross i'm glad i don't know where this restaurant is or something so (laughs) So because it's probably nearby you know i'm thinking she's basing it on something
0: yeah does she use a fictional florida town or a real so the town
1: itself is fictitional and and like you said i'm pretty sure i got an idea of maybe what town she's talking about Mm -hmm. but all the Areas around it are real towns, and like she talks about going to one suspect, um, you know, on Las Solas on the water by you know, on one of the aisles, and that's you know, where I walk every day, kind of, yeah, and um, and stuff. So, you know, Hmm. it is, and but then also in this book, it, it really did have a lot of interesting information. Um, and I did not research it, so I'm trusting that Nancy Cohen is correct in some of this stuff. <laughs> because I'd hate to like be telling everybody, all you MFs and Kathy, that uh, you know, hey, um, for instance, eggplant—the skin has antioxidants that protect your cell membranes from damage. Remember, we were talking about eggplants and how to cook them. Yeah,
0: you know, it's interesting. I. The only thing I know about that is that you know the darker the vegetable, the more the antioxidant level. And well, there the sense, you go. So that I would think that they would have a high level of antioxidants. Right,
1: but they but then the character was like, well, you know, I usually peel mine, and they're like, well, that <laughs> you know. they're like on the larger ones you probably want to, but the flesh is actually nutritional because it ta- contains chlorogenic acid, which is an anti-cancer property. So I was like, "Okay, that sounds good." So I yeah. know that about eggplants. And here's a question for you.
0: Okay.
1: Do you like cilantro? I love cilantro. Okay. Well, apparently, Marla, the main character, does not like cilantro.
0: Oh, it's in a lot of dishes down there, but a lot of seafood dishes. Yeah, and so <laughs> they were at,
1: they were actually at a cooking show, and the the host and I'm going to put on her southern accent because they described her as a southern accent. She said, <laughs> "If you're one of those few people." Who don't like cilantro, blame it on your genes. Oh. So apparently, yeah, there's, she said, you have an olfactory gene that allows you to detect small the smell of aldehyde chemicals.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Found in both cilantro and soap. So to you unfortunate, cilantro has a soapy taste. And really? And you can avoid this issue by using parsley instead of cilantro. So it's recipes. a genetic
0: reason you don't care for cilantro?
1: yeah and you know what yeah. it's funny because i remember somebody say i remember i had a friend i can't remember which one that said oh gross i can't stand cilantro oh, and i was like how can, can you not like cilantro, I love cilantro. It's like well, a fresh apparently flavor. they have yeah. that olfactory gene there you
0: go oh well
1: <laughs> so we learned like, something new yeah
0: that sounds like a really fun read i i would like to read one of nancy's books because i had read the how-to on writing a cozy and i had, mm-hmm. I had Never followed up and read her actual novels, so I'm going to do that, And too. she's
1: also, I just have to add our plug of the week, um, okay. she's going to be at
0: SleuthFest. Oh, my goodness.
1: 2019. She's, she actually is doing a thing on how to become a hybrid author.
0: Interesting.
1: Which, well, for those who don't know and like me that looked it up, hybrid means that you've both self-published and traditionally published. Okay. So you get the best of both worlds. So yeah I thought that might be
0: interesting to see. Yeah, that's definitely two different skill sets, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, fun. Mm. I what a fun. Um, what a fun irony that you and I both chose I know. for the first time. <laughs> and local writers. I love that. I know. I know. <clears throat> and that's not as easy to do in South Dakota. There just aren't that many of them. As I was gonna say.
1: I know. Yeah. I. I mean, I. I'm. I just have to. I, if I come across one, I think I'm not gonna choose it just because I'm afraid that.
0: <laughs> By default might I will I choose it right now
1: <laughs> That would be funny wouldn't it
0: Yes Well that was really fun And we get to do it again tomorrow Since recording again tomorrow I know we're
1: going we're gonna to do this a little early Because we don't want to mess with our holiday traditions Right? That's right So what do you think of this wine? Is it one for our racks Or for all the festivities during the f-
0: upcoming week? You know, I think it would be, I don't, I would not want to sip on it on a regular Mm -hmm. basis myself. I really enjoy one glass of it. And I think it's a Mm -hmm. really nice group wine, like something to bring to a party and share a little glass with everybody, you know, Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. So I, that, for that purpose, I think it's great. Yes. I agree. That's yeah. that's about what I feel
1: about it too. It's not like I'm going to run out, but I could see where it can be good in brunches, like mm-hmm. you said,
0: after your workout
1: <laughs> or with, yeah, after your workout, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yep, yeah,
0: I agree. So, everyone,
1: this has been um, our seventh episode of Game of Books, where we share <laughs> food, wine, and mystery. If you like listening, then be sure to subscribe to us so that you can get your food, wine, and mystery tips every Friday morning,
0: just in time for the weekend. And check out our Game of Books Facebook page. You can join a discussion group to let us know if you agree with our wine readings or you just have some comments. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, This is Kathy. And this is Christy. Same. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye, everybody.